Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames. To firefighter video games and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yes. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku 1, aka Mr. Generous. Alright, Uncle Dad and Mike. Uh, here, uh, we did something pretty amazing. Something that I think that we didn't think that actually was going to happen. But it happened, and Mike, tell him. Tell him. It finally happened. <laughs> what happened? It. It. Yes, we conceived we, the baby. We let it happen. We just, <laughs> I was just like, what's happening right now? And then it just happened. And it was beautiful. And now we have... A baby brewing. Now we have a baby brewing, literally and figuratively. Yeah. So tell them what this this baby is. We brewed a beer together. That is correct. That's right. So about a year ago, we had clandestine on. Was it a year? It was about a year ago. God, time and, flies. Yeah. And we were talking about maybe having a beer. Right. Well, we finally did it. And not only did we do it, but we did an Uncle Dad-themed beer, which, I, which Adrian, the brewer, will go into more detail later. But uh, Mike, we got our own fucking beer. Well, it's coming. It's coming, yes. It's, it's brewing. It's, it's doing the things that it does. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we did, all the, we did all the manual labor parts of it today, which I never... I've done some home brewing, which is pretty chill, but never yeah. really expected to, it to be such a, a, a labor-intensive situation. It, and to be fair, it wasn't that labor-intensive for us. Well, I'm saying that for the audience, oh, so sure, it sounds sure. more Well, be more honest, exciting, be honest. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like a preview for a movie. You, make, you, you build know, it up, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Come Uncle on, Dad's going to fucking shoot you down. Yeah, don't, <laughs> cramp, don't throw shade on me. Well, I think it's been just one of the most, probably one of the most impactful experiences of my life, because not only have we brewed a beer together, but we brewed something together that, you know, and I said this to you off mic, like, I've known you for a very long time, and I've always have been connected to you, and we've been friends for a very long time. And, you know, to do this with you, it's just seriously like a dream come true. So thank you so much for being a part of this Uncle Dad dream. And we got a fucking Uncle Dad beer coming out together, and I can't believe, I never thought in a million years that that 16-year-old kid that met you would be making a beer with you, so thank you. Well, that's just the way life takes it. Yeah, here we are, are, man. So thank you so much for being a part of my life and being part of this. And thank you. But you're welcome. (laughs) But the real talk is about the beer itself. Yeah, and we're gonna learn. No one wants to hear all your gushing about <laughs> no, me. No, no, no. Every time they hear it, they, I think yeah, they. I think we lose ten <laughs> listeners every time you do that. Every time, because I'm too, I'm too emotional. Too much. Uh, but we are gonna talk to the brewer that's helped us out, and yeah. not only does he help us out, he also owns part of the brewery, and that's right. uh, he uh, he was on the show before. Uh, let's all give it up. Uh, uh, give it up for Hi. Adrian. Hi, this is Adrian Calavesi. I'm one of the owners of Clandestine Brewing here in San Jose. 
Uh, Adrian, tell just thank you again for having us here. Thank you for allowing us to make a beer with you. Yeah, great fun. And uh, you know, did you ever think that you would make a beer for our podcast? No, but you know, I, I'll tell you, I am a huge fan of of podcasts. I've been listening to them for a very long time. I subscribe to over three hundred of them, so I I, I do like the the medium. Three hundred. Yeah. So can you name like ten of them? <laughs> Uh, I, well, I, 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 I listen to a lot of the NPR ones. I listen to a podcast. One of my very favorite podcasts is called This Week in Virology. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a great, great podcast. Um, yeah, I, I listen to things, things across the, the gambit. Uh, so, so, Adrian, kind of walk us through what we did today. Uh, let's start with the, the – well, let's start with the idea of the beer first. And so we wanted to brew something unique, something that we hadn't brewed before. You gave me some ideas about, you know, what, what type of styles we might want to brew. Uh, there's this there's a style that is uh is it's very popular among craft brewers in in Brazil, uh, called the Catarina Sour. Uh, it's it's basically a kettle sour that has tropical fruit fruit notes. A lot of them are pineapple based, and so what we brew today is a kettle sour. And what we mean by kettle sour is it's it, it also known as a quick sour. What we're doing is we we brewed kind of half a beer today. You know they were talking about how labor intensive today was. It, it was actually only halfway done, right? So that's we did half the brew today. He's, t- he's taking our credit. You see that? <laughs> well, and I'm also being dramatic for, you know. <laughs> for, for the audience. For the audience, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but we went through the brew process, and we introduced some souring agents in the kettle. Uh, and, you know, we, we actually just wrapped up a few minutes ago, and now that kettle is sitting at 110 degrees. We have two different types of lactobacillus bacteria in there, and we're expecting that to produce, uh, uh, you know, lactic acid to make this thing a sour beer. And then we're going to continue fermenting this uh, and, uh, and add pineapple to it uh, and cinnamon. Can you uh, just, like, kind of explain what the bacteria is, like what that is exactly? Yeah, so, so there, in, in, the, in brewing, there's, there's lots of ways that, that fermentation works, right? So, so in brewing, we, we typically use yeast. We typically use Saccharomyces. So it's, a, it's a very well-cultivated yeast. Uh, sometimes you use uh, Britannomyces. Uh, that's uh, for you know, kind of a funky beer, uh, but bacteria is also used in brewing. It's also used by other types of fermented products like uh, yogurt and cheese, etc. And so these are these are well-established, cultivated uh, bacteria. Our bacteria um, that we use today is a dry bacteria, has a long shelf life. It's easy for us to to store and, and add. We use two different types of bacteria. We use the Lactobacillus helvetica. Uh, and that's that's the bacteria that's most famously used for making Swiss Swiss cheese, that that kind of funky flavor you get in Swiss cheese. And then we use uh, Lactobacillus plantarum, which is uh, used for uh, for yogurt and other things like uh, uh, probiotics, etc. And where would you get these bacteria? Like, do you- well, I mean, we we get them from a, a commercial place that 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 you know propagates the the yeast and 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 sells them to us prepackaged. Uh, a lot of brewers, a lot of home brewers, uh, they, they tend to use, uh, you know, the, the probiotic that you get off the shelf at the grocery store, you can use that, too, to, to sour your, your, your wort. Uh, so people use that as well. So what you're saying is that we're making a beer that's actually healthy for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, probi- probiotics, yeah. So Uncle Dad uh, drinks. That, well, by the way, that's the name of the beer. Uncle Dad drinks. And uh, it's a healthy beer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's it's as healthy as any beer. Yes, <laughs> as healthy as any beer. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of talk about with you as well is besides our beer, of course, is kind of like the 
So when we first interviewed you, right, it was during more or less kind of the pandemic. Yep. Uh, yep. How much has changed since then? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for any retail establishment to have gone through this pandemic and come out the other side. And you know, just like everybody else, we're it's been a it's been a struggle. We're kind of seeing the light in a tunnel. We're we're finally starting to see people come out. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's been hard uh, for for everybody, not not just us. And you know, yeah, very difficult. But I think what makes you guys so like great, in my opinion, and hopefully Mike agrees, is that you guys' beer is on another level. And I'm not just saying that because we're partying with you guys, but like in all seriousness, like your guys' beer is always top notch. Um, yeah. I mean, we're we're not we're not here for the business. We're here for because this is our passion, right? Sure. This is and, that... and I and I think it shows 110 percent, Mike. I hopefully you would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, because like you know, I think you know this too as being an artist. Like when your passion is there, you see. It come out and you know especially when you can taste it you can literally taste the passion in your guys beer. Yeah. i mean there's 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 a million ways to get rich in the world owning a brewery is not one of them and so we're, we're here because we love beer we love the craft we we love the experimentation we love classic styles too right we do it all here yeah and you, and and the beer that we did today like it you mentioned to us when we were making it it's never been done before that was the first yeah, this time this is a brand new yep brand new and and so you and you've got three other people here that that, that you've built this with, right? Yep. Like, so there's there's the intention, there's the passion, and then there's also the fact that you guys have this camaraderie and friendship that yeah. you just oh, yeah. love doing what you do. Yeah. If, if there's any any kind of niche that we fall in as a small brewery, it's it's that uh, that we're trying to to have the entire spectrum of beer on our tap list. We have 16 taps. Uh, we, like I said, we love classic style, so you always find the classic style here: IPAs, pilsners, you know, etc. Uh, but we also love R and D, and so we, we'll have experimental beers. Uh, we'll have historic styles that we've uh, that we've brought back. Uh, yeah, we uh, recently had a beer on tap called a Kotbuser. Uh, uh, Rob, one of one of the brewers here and owners, uh, he, he likes researching these historic styles, and that's one of these historic styles. I think uh, what I really liked uh, about your experimental beers is that there was one uh, that had an oolong tea in it. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that that was a uh, that was a uh, I think that may have been a tea Kolsch. We've you know we've moved the teas now to seltzers. Uh, so I don't necessarily want to be known as the the brewery that makes seltzers, but you know hard seltzers. Sure. We we flavor these seltzers and we do a whole tea series. So we do an oolong tea seltzer. We do a Earl Grey seltzer, and then we also have been doing kind of a throwback, uh, like a Kool-Aid and Gatorade kinds of seltzers too. So um, you kind of have to at this point. Like seltzers are such a trending, yeah. If you want to use that word, trending thing in drinks now, right? You let us sample the Gatorade seltzer, and I'm just shocked that. First of all, no one else has thought of that, but also how great it tastes, and like. You're kind of doing the counter, you know, you're getting the electrolytes in there while you're drinking <laughs> the beer, so it's like a wash, right? It, it is a, to me, it's a very sentimental taste because I, you know, that, that classic Gatorade flavor, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, I grew up on that too, so it's, it, is, it is nice and it's a nice refreshing drink, you know, and you're right, seltzers are good to have on the menu for the people that don't like beer, maybe the people that are, are uh, gluten intolerant, et cetera, uh, but really, it's all about the beer. Yeah, and and I think uh, when we when we tried that, it was just something so special. Like, and honestly, I think you got like magic right there because like, <laughs> when I tasted it, it blew my fucking mind, literally. And then also today's is it eight years. Yeah, eight eight, eight years. years. Eight the, years. The eighth anniversary of Clandestine Brewing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about that too, really quickly. Um, I think we have another owner in the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we get her to say hello real quick? Is that okay? 
Um, so uh, your name is? Uh, my name is Liz Candizo. Awesome. And I'm one of the other owners and one of the four brewers in the brewery. That's awesome. So first off, congratulations on eight years. Thank you. It, it, you know what it feels like? It feels like, really, we've gone that long because I, re I remember. So our, our original brewery was much smaller. And um, I actually started uh, dating my husband at the time that we were brewing it. Uh, at, sorry, building it. Uh, we built the whole thing ourselves by hand. Uh, Adrian and I joke about the fact that when we made the the cold room because it was it's mold, it was like we okay it was it was a really weird build of a cold room where we did all this insulation and um, we you basically use an air conditioner to regulate so the three guys are all engineers and so they know how to do this and so they created every so it was it's it's brewing plus engineering is how we originally started off and. Adrian and I joke about the fact that we're going to get cancer years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's lot, tons, of, tons of insulation in this cold room. And, and so, you know, we were cutting insulation boards with a, with a, with a jigsaw. Wow. And, you know, dust flying everywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, this is uh, obviously before pandemic. I mean, we didn't have masks or anything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely it, was a, it was a labor of love. Well, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I mean the the, the brewery has seen uh, the relationship between Colin and Liz, uh, you know, grow and they eventually got got married. And yeah, we've all we've all kind of grown as a family here. It's uh, yeah, eight years is a long time. Now, is it possible that we can get the other two on? Is that possible? Can we get the other two on? Can, the can show? you pull Rob and, uh, and Colin over here? I think that'd be good, right? I mean, we might as well at least get their voice on yeah, the episode. Just know. to be celebrating their eight year. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is and so and so for the eight year, you guys released three special brews. We did a, we did a so every every anniversary we, we try to do something special and and uh, and often it comes into a kind of a little you know fun competition thing where we brew uh, a number of beers and see what the consumer what you know what our customers like the best. This year we did three IPAs. Uh, we're calling it Goldilocks and the three the three beers. <laughs> and uh, so we, we did a we did a hot IPA, uh, and by that we mean it's a beer that we've brewed. It's an IPA that we brew with. Kvike, uh, that's a that's a type of uh, of yeast that is a uh, very temperature tolerant, so it ferments at uh, over 100 degrees. That's our hot IPA. We did a not to be confused that when you serve the beer that it's hot. Yeah, no, no, right. it's uh, yeah, it's it's served at at a, at a regular cool crisp temperature, but yeah, fermented at a hot temperature. We did a cold IPA, and that's a, that's kind of a new style that has uh, just uh, just just been created recently. Uh, that's a style that, that of IPA that was. Pitched with lager yeast at a cool temperature and let to rise to uh, to uh, ale temperatures, and then we did a just right IPA, uh, which is a contemporary West Coast IPA, but using some special hops. Actually, the the brew of that just right IPA is sitting next to me here. Really? Okay. Well, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's Colin. I'm one of the co-owners here. Awesome. Uh, so you made the just right IPA. IPA. I did. So he really liked that a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. That was your vote, right? You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. My vote personally was for uh, the hot IPA. So I'm they're not. All, they're all really good. They're, that's the thing. They're all yeah. really good. Yeah. So uh, we're kind of just talking about you guys' eight year and how, how great it is that you know we're a part of that. And uh, you know to talk about. Uh, let me ask you guys this: What has been the biggest challenge, uh, kind of in the eight years? Obviously, the pandemic's an easy one, but like other than that, what has been the biggest challenge for you? I I want to say 
probably just the fact that we're all as owners keeping our day jobs and trying to run this as a, a side business. Yeah, I'm sure that like, you know, like for me and Mike, you know, we both have day jobs too and doing this podcast. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm sure it's like the same type of feeling, right? Like it's, it's a lot, you know, and especially when you have a lot going on, but when this is your passion, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you'll do whatever you can to make that passion come through. And it shows, cause honestly, you guys' beer is unparalleled. Thank you. And I don't say that just because they're partnering with you. Like I really mean that. Like when I first had your guys' beer, it really like showed me what craft beer can really taste like. So, so thank you for allowing us to be here. And uh, not only are you here, we have another owner here. Uh, if we can say hello to that owner. Hey, I'm Rob. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Rob, uh, what has been your experience with beer and uh, doing this uh, for a while? Well, when you talked about the challenges, I think what I, what I experience is like, Sometimes you're doing 20% of what you love, which is doing the brewing and all that, and there's 80% things you never expected. Whether it's marketing and social media, or just dealing with the regulations of a giant city like San Jose, right? and doing everything the right way, right? it takes a lot of time. Do you think uh, social media has been a big challenge? Because we find that social media is a challenge. Like, yes. Yeah. Who who does the social media here? Uh, right now, Liz. <laughs> yeah, I would say as three tech people <laughs> in the software side and one tech person on the legal side, our legal side person is the one who's doing most of their tech stuff or the the social media stuff. Yeah, but Adrian does all the creative things, so like I give it back to him. <laughs> And we have some some great employees that help us out with too. Yeah. It's it's it's, yeah. it's no doubt a challenge, and it's uh it's it's something I think that we begrudgingly do because we know that it helps the business. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, I mean, I I don't know if any of us would have an Instagram account if it weren't for the for the for the, for the business. That's also generational. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. We all complain about the fact that we're all Gen Xers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this were MySpace, it'd be. No one that. That's a uh, Mike. You're a Gen Xer, right? What? <laughs> Mike doesn't like to talk about how old he is, but yes. I don't I mean, care. You just always try to fucking make it worse than it is. I just said you're a Gen Xer. That's not making it worse. That, that sounds like Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Yeah. And for record, Adrian busts on my age all the time. <laughs> and I just bust on how weird he is. <laughs> which, which I want to bring up. Uh, so I, if you each had a vote... What was that? You could have a listener poll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, here's what we're going to really do. I'm going to ask each of the owners, who is the weirdest one of the owners? We'll, we'll start with Liz here. Yes, let's start with Liz. I'm, I'm going to be political and say each of us is the weirdest. I mean, like, we're all weird <laughs> in different ways. Like, I have my own idi idiosyncrasies. Like, I'm the first one to freak out, like, oh, something happened on a beer. And they're like, calm down, just relax yourself, and I'll just freak out over it. But we all have our own idiosyncrasies. And the other thing is we're all in Silicon Valley, which makes it worse. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that. But the thing is, how do you measure weirdness, yeah. right? How do you measure weirdness? Yeah. Sounds, sounds like Rob wants to talk to you. Do you have a, <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Rob. I, I agree with Liz. We all are weirdness. I took a trip with uh, Liz and Colin to uh, <laughs> Craft Brewers Conference. It was a car thing. I know. She's a lawyer. Okay. Colin also Ooh, likes to lawyer. argue. I, I, I cracked a con like, in, a, in a car ride. 
because I told him to stop arguing, and he's and I said he's kept on arguing. It's like you realize you're arguing about arguing. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's usually what happens is when you start arguing, it's not even about what you're arguing about. It's just you're arguing for the sake of arguing. Oh, you're a lawyer, and... <laughs> you both have to be right. That's a... But if you're a lawyer, you must win every time. I like to think so. <laughs> Mike, we, we, one of us should be a lawyer. What do you think? Yeah, you should go back to school. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it. Nobody, nobody should go to law school. <laughs> good, good. There you go. So what is your vote for if you had to pick a weird person here? So, so Liz wanted to remain a political. Uh, I, I won't. I'll say it, Rob. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but you know, uh, but you really have to define how we're measuring weirdness. Yes. And in my scale, it's Rob. Okay, okay. Let's hear yours. <laughs> Deep thought, deep thought, deep yeah, thoughts. I'm, I'm in deep thought deep here. In there. Yeah. I think in idiosyncrasies, I'm going to go Adrian. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Let's hear it. So what is your vote then for the weirdest person? Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> so Adrian. I, I feel like we should turn this into a listener poll. It's a, <laughs> I'll tell you know. what. I'll tell you what. Everybody, everybody who's listening, email me at uncledad at uncledadtalks.com. And you vote for Liz, Adrian, Colin, Rob. Who's the weirdest? But I tell you what, you guys are none of you guys are weird. We're not that weird. You guys are all quirky, if anything. Yeah. And I will tell you what, I think quirkiness is what creates the most beautiful beer I've tasted. Because yeah. I tell you this, I've drank a lot of beer in my life. Mike has drank a lot of beer in his life. All right, well, take it easy. All right. <laughs> and, and I'll just say this: if we were all the same. We wouldn't have this wide range of beers. Yeah. Right. And I see that. And that's the biggest key is that your guys' beer selection is unparalleled. Like, I've been to tons of breweries in the Bay Area. I know Mike has been to tons of breweries in the Bay Area. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm owning it. I don't know why you're not owning it, but okay. <laughs> My mom listens to this. Hey, yo, shout out to Mrs. Hampton. But, you know, I, I, I think your guys' beer selection is just so unparalleled. Like, there was a beer you guys did with, with a, I think it was like a Mexican chocolate, right? Was that right? Or like a Mexican? The mole. The mole. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 So who, who made that one? That was actually collab with some homebrewers. Okay. And, you know, we always are super homebrewer supportive. Like, they're our best friends. They're sometimes our best customers. What did they win? And they have, because we're homebrewers too at the beginning. Yeah. And we brought all those ideas from doing that into our place. So you guys still collab with homebrewers to oh, yeah. bring... Oh, yeah. Wow. Santa Isn't that Clara fucking County. dope? This is the Santa Clara County Fair... Santa Clara, Santa Clara. Santa Clara County. County Fair uh, home, a homebrew... Uh, fair homebrew winner. Is that correct? Yeah. So that was the best show? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we, we, we do that where, where like we will work with, with different competitions, and it's like a pro-am. So they came in and, and they brewed with Rob for, for their beer and it was fantastic. Yeah. It was a fantastic beer. And also we grew up in different parts of the country and like, uh, you know, had a lot of East Coast beers, dogfish back in the day, super influenced to me. Colin was very influenced by Surly. Surly. Adrian was Surly. Odell and other Colorado breweries, which are many. You know, that's one of the things that makes clandestine brewing unique is that we have a lot of a lot of personalities. You know, you talk about weirdness, personalities, a lot of different personal preferences. 
And then, you know, we all kind of uh, coalesce together to become one cohesive brewery with a lot of different styles on the tap board. You know, it's one, it's something we highlight on our website, too, that the favorite brew that we all have, you know, is different. So yeah. You guys are like a band, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say that exactly kind of like that is, is that we all have different flavor profiles that we like. We, sometimes it's the same thing, but other times it's vastly different. There are certain beers that... Rob or Adrian or Liz likes that I might not be a huge fan of, but I can respect. But I don't know that I can necessarily brew them as well if I was trying to do it myself. I'll give, I want to give props to Liz because she's perhaps the most rigorous brewer of us in that when she adopts a style, she wants to get all the details perfect. And that's and, great. And, you know, sometimes... Rather than focus on that, I might say, oh, let's add a new ingredient. But she'd rather prefer to use the same ingredients <laughs> but get the perfect proportions to make the beer exactly how it should be. Or like we're doing a Kolsch, she wants it to be exactly how you get a Kolsch in Cologne. Or, you know, a Belgian uh, strong, golden strong, which is phenomenal on tap right now. She wants to get that the best it possibly do, and she's improved a lot of our beers by doing that. Well, I think if I could... Go ahead. I would say she's definitely the weirdest one, then. I, <laughs> I, 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 no disagreement. Again, went to law school, so there's that. <laughs> I, I was going to say, too, it's a, it's a lot like what you were talking about earlier about people watching movies, right? So yeah. some people like to watch the same movie over and over again, and other people like to watch... And so Liz has... has uh, she's a professional. She's, she's gotten to this point where she's brewing this beer, brewing these beers, and perfecting them over time, and yeah, they, they've come out to something that's near perfect. Where I think uh, maybe uh, you know Rob was maybe on the other end of the spectrum, and Colin and I maybe fall in the in the middle uh, in terms of how much experimentation we're willing to do in in, in our beers. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to say this really quickly. I know beer in general is a very male-dominated thing, so let's just all give you know Liz a round of applause real quick, please, because that. Seriously, I, I believe like it's a you're you're doing something huge. There's not enough women in beer, and I think what you are doing it for the future is great. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. The irony being is that the original brewers were predominantly female. Historically speaking, oh yeah, oh, that is true. That's true. I, I, I've, I've, I can concur. I've read this. So I think, yeah. So let's bring that fucking back. So thank you for being a part of that. And more women should brew because totally. this yeah. isn't just about men, or especially. Well, a lot of times it was it was about the the, the the herbs and like the the medicinal properties of what you put in the beer, right? Like when they first when beer was first starting being brewed, right? So, women, if you're listening, we support you. We love you. So let's get out there. Let's make some fucking beer, right? I mean, let's make some beer. Yeah, let's get fucked up. <laughs> now, Adrian, uh, look, is there any more details you can kind of add about our beer that we're collaborating with you on? Well, we're having this release party, and that's, uh, that, that's one thing. Yes, so uh, I guess let's talk about that really quickly. Uh, July 9th, we are doing a special release party from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, at Clandestine Brewing, which is located where? It's uh, 980 South 1st Street, just south of downtown. Awesome. That is in San Jose. Uh, we are so, we're working on people coming, but we're going to have previous guests that have been on the show right now. Do you have anybody you can mention or no? No, I can't say anything. <laughs> some surprise guests. So surprise guests, but we're working on more. Oh, I can say something else. Uh, so somebody else who's on our network is uh, the, the legendary Tion Buku One. 
Uh, he'll be here DJing a set as well. Now, if you don't know who T.I. Buku One is, uh, Mike, please give us a little insight on him. Well, I mean, he, he was, uh, he's done a bunch of things. He's been in video games. He was Dell, Del, the Funko Homo Sapiens tour manager. He's got many albums out. He's multi-talented, graffiti artist, skateboarder, hip-hop, hip-hop guy. He's Bay Area legend. And he really is a Bay Area legend, so he will be here as well performing. And we got some more stuff on the way. But we're just so excited to be to be a part of that because I think if Uncle Dad talks were to get a beer really anywhere, I feel like there's no other place in here. What are you using, Mike? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Now, I just, I'm, you know, before we wrap up, um, it is your guys' eight-year anniversary. Yep. So each of you, I would love, do you have anything to say about you guys' eight years? So we'll start with Adrian first since he's holding the mic. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an hour, honor to be here in, in San Jose. We love this city. We, we you know, have loved seeing uh, the beer culture grow and change here in the city. And, and yeah, it's, 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 it's been a great eight years, and we're looking forward to the future. What's your favorite memory of the eight of, years of, of doing uh, this? Of if you have, if, what, what comes to mind when I say that? You know, actually, uh, some, of, some of the festivals that we did, here, here's a favorite memory of mine. Before we opened, and we opened up in this very small facility, uh, you know, 1,000 square feet, and before we opened, we participated in this, uh, this uh, festival called Meet the Brewers. Uh, and I was just reminded of this because we, we, uh, one of our employees is doing a, a festival now with a jockey box, and she saw this jockey box, and she's like, holy shit, how many taps are on that jockey box? And what we did was we, you know, Colin actually built this jockey box that has an enormous amount of taps. How many? What? It was eight. Eight, ta eight taps. So, so really quickly, what, so our audience who might not know what that is. So right, what, a jockey box, you probably have seen these things in festivals, but they're coolers with uh, little tap faucets on them. Gotcha, okay. You fill with ice. They have some sort of cooling device inside of gotcha. it. it. It makes the beer cold as you're pouring it at a festival. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, you know, Colin built one of our first ones. He had had eight taps, which is unseen. You know, normally these things have two taps, maybe at most four taps, eight taps. And we brought eight different beers to this uh, this festival. I think, I think we brought like 13. Yeah, yeah because we had, we had to swap them out. Yeah, we had swapped it out too. We haven't even opened yet. And, and, and that, that's kind of before we opened yet, but that's my favorite memory because what happened to that event is that we got so much, you know, so people were, were waiting in line. We had so much, uh, you know, anticipation for us, our, us being open. All these different kinds of styles, you know, like Colin said, we brought more than eight different beers to, the, to this festival. Yeah, it was great. It was great. What a good memory. Like, I mean, that's something like great, like when you have that experience like that. Uh, so please. Yeah, I'm not sure I can top that actually, but... Uh, I think some of our experiences at the uh, SF Beer Fest opening gala were amazing, too. Just being able to, uh, that, that first year that Adrian was talking about, we didn't go to the open gala, and then we closed up shop less than, well, about a year later. Well, no, from that time, yeah. We were only open a year in our first location, then our landlords decided they didn't want a brewery on premise. Um, so we had to find a new location because our lease was up. And it took us two and a half years to get reopened. And once we were reopened, we went to SF Beer Week's opening gala in San Francisco. And each time we've gone, it's been just an amazing experience. Just getting to have our, our booth up and, and pouring the beers for everyone and just just getting to see everyone's reaction. And even, even in our own tap room, uh, seeing people coming in and enjoying our beers and, you know, liking the fact that we're here 
and enjoying our, our stuff is just always so much rewarding, even though sometimes it's a lot of work and everything. What, what year was that when you had went? Which one? You said you had went the first time or the second time? We, we, we opened originally in 2014 okay. in, in our original spot in, local, in Little Orchard. Okay. And then we closed about a year later. We reopened here in our cur- current spot on First Avenue or First, First Street South um, in November of 2017. So you went to 2018 uh, SF Beer Gallery? Is that right? Yeah. So we were there with that one. I don't remember much of that. So. <laughs> we were actually there. Yeah, 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, the last one. A couple of us might have gotten COVID from that. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I, I bring it up because it's like, it's very serendipitous, right? Like, you know, we yeah. were there. And I think I vaguely remember. We were, point. if you were walking in from the front door, we were far in the far back on the left-hand side, because that's where the South Bay stuff was, and we were in the, yes. like, the last spot in there. I do remember that. And then that. I think we moved over to the right the next year, and then we were in the kind of the middle, but on the right-hand side of the middle of the third year. Gotcha, yeah. I think I remember that, because like that was such an impactful moment for us, too, because when we went there, I never had oysters in my life, and I had oysters there, and I was like, oh, fuck, oysters are amazing, so sorry. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but anyways, what I'm saying is like it's just crazy to think that we were there yeah. And you were there, and now we're doing this partnership. So thank you guys. That's awesome. Um, so yes, please. I mean, it's just thinking about when we 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 signed a lease and we walked in here, and a space was empty, and it was a very industrial use, so it's kind of nasty. And then you know, to have everything built out here to have a tap room, everything I had to put in, the drains that go all the way out, for the trench drains, for the bathrooms. New water source. So much work went into it, and it's kind of pride when you look at it. And I just say also that, you know, I give Liz props. Liz does the nastiest job sometimes. The ones that we're kind of scared to do. Okay, we're not going to talk about it, but like, we'll have to talk to Wait, 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 wait. Like, uh, (laughs) we'll get to there. Adrian freezes, maybe pukes. He doesn't really puke, but he wants to puke. Colin walks away. I just kind of freeze in place, and then Liz takes care of it. So, well, that that's awesome. You learn a lot about your friends. <laughs> the good, the, the bad, the ugly. You learn all that, but and it's worked is, out great. When you do any sort of business together, whether it's you know even the podcast that we do, we learn a lot about each other. So I know what you mean. Like it's yeah, totally. Uh, so so Liz. For me, I think it's probably our first Oktoberfest in this location. I think that was the time we had like. 12 or 13 different styles of German beers on tap. Wow. And we really like making German beers. And in fact, we won a JABF gold medal for our Doppelbach that Adrian brewed. Uh, I know he's very modest about it, but um, we get a lot of props for the fact that we do German beers, which is a unique thing. They take a lot of long time to make because a lot of them are lagers. And it's it requires an extra attention to detail to make them as good as we can make them or as good as we'd like to make them because it's, it's, it's hard to make it exactly how the Germans make it, but that's what we aspire for. So that beer you're talking about, I remember having that with you and uh, uh, was a guest on our show who's been, his name is J-Man. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's a big beer drinker. And he's like, I've had a lot of beers in my life. I have. And that's probably the best beer I've ever had in my life. And, uh, you know... 
he didn't expect to like it because we shared it with him, right? And he was just like, dude, this is incredible. And I think the magic of your guys' beer is that it does that. I mean, even with me and, and my partner and, and Mike, you guys' beer is so special. And I think, like, you guys have something so special. And I, I just can't tell you enough how thankful we are to be a part of your guys' oh, network. Great, great to hear. Yeah. You know, and, we, we put a lot of effort and labor into it. So it's, and, it's, and you can taste that. You can feel it. You can feel the passion. You can feel that. I remember when I had that mole beer. Yeah. You know, I grew up eating mole all the time. You know, I'm a Mexican family clearly <laughs> <laughs> oh okay okay um but you know just because it's their anniversary doesn't mean you'd be addicted <laughs> but you know i i gotta say like when i had that mole beer it really blew my mind because it, it gave me that flavor of mole but in a sense of like a liquid form so i've never had a beer like that and I think you guys should just be just really proud of what you guys are doing and happy eight years. And I hope that you guys will invite us back for 10, 10 yeah, years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we can make more beers together, let's do it. But I'm just so excited to see the future. And Mike, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but yeah. just just to, to, to cap on that, just, you know, when you do anything with love and intention and, and your heart is in it, you're not working. You're doing it because it's coming from a different place. Yeah. You know, you're not doing it because you want to make a bunch of dough. You're doing it because you fucking love it. And, and that shows. And I think it also tastes. So good for you guys. And thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so before we wrap up, um, let's just kind of have some fun real quick. What is your favorite movie that has to do with alcohol? <laughs> Bear Fest. Okay. Good call. Good call. That has to do with alcohol? Yeah. I'm going to say The Big Lebowski because of the Caucasian. Okay, okay. <laughs> you skipped? Wow, you I mean, like, obviously someone would be like, Strange Brew? <laughs> Wait, which one? Strange Brew? I've never yeah. seen that. Uh, That's a great movie. Is it great movie? Brothers, yeah, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen that. I'll have to watch it's it. It's very Canadian. Okay. That's, that's your choice, Strange Brew? I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Okay. What's your choice, sir? Yeah, I'm at a loss. Uh, <laughs> maybe what Liz said, beer fest. Okay, okay. What, Mike? What's your choice? Well, I think beer league is a, is a fun one. Oh, yeah, Artie Lang. Yes. So mine technically isn't about beer because I said alcohol, right? Yeah. So sure. mine is cocktail with Tom Cruise because <laughs> I fucking love Tom Cruise. So so Top Gun in a bar. <laughs> yes. You would. You would. Dude, hold on. Hold on. No, I love Tom, I love Tom Cruise. All right, yeah. Enough gushing. Like, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to talk about Tom Cruise now. <laughs> Have you guys seen Top Gun Maverick yet? I hear it's fucking incredible. I haven't seen it either. But you know what? If Tom Cruise were to come in and say, hey, I want to make a beer with you guys, you're not going to say no. No, of course not. Exactly. So fuck you, Mike. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> well... Uh, from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of Mike's heart, hopefully, uh, I can't take you, thank you guys enough for allowing us to be a part of this. We're so excited to release this beer with you guys. And I think, like, I really can't stress this enough. Look, this is going to be the world's first podcast beer. No one else has technically done this where they release a beer with a podcast episode. Yeah, cheers. And so thank you guys for allowing us to be a part of that. And, yeah, absolutely. And uh, with that being said, Mike, do you have any final words? Who's buying the next round? Yeah. <laughs> Who's buying the next round? That's on us. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.
Thank you so much. And if I can get each of you guys to say goodbye, I'd appreciate that. So let's start with Liz. Liz, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And, and, and thank you for emphasizing the, the fact that, that women in brewing actually means Absolutely. a difference. Because it, it really does. And Absolutely. Especially after what women went through last year in the brewing industry, it actually mm -hmm. is meaningful that people will keep thinking about it. Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers, everybody. Uh, great, great brew day. And I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Thanks for being here, and you guys are welcome back anytime. Thank you, and cheers. It's very simple, and I love that. Uh, Mike. He's definitely the weirdest one. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, I'm not an uncle, I'm not a dad, but I'm always someone you can talk to. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>